Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and Streaming Life at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for more than 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're going to talk about values. What values are promoted by our public figures? What values are rewarded? What values do we think are important in our lives? Uh, Are they changing? Mm. Yes, I guess we've referred to values a lot in past programs. We've talked about how we only really exist as human beings in dynamic relations with other people and the non-human world around us. The idea that we exist as atomised individuals pretty much independent of each other, is really a recent invention of Western civilizations over the last few hundred years. So this is a philosophical point, but it's also a point relating to values and the way we live them, rather than just think or talk about them. In some programs, we have also suggested that care for each other should be a priority for our culture and our social organizing. So last week we talked specifically about the growth and a variety about growth and or a variety degrowth. <laughs> that's right <laughs> about degrowth and a variety of approaches to economic life and life in general that do not celebrate growth or progress or even development as the most basic value leading our collective and individual lives. Rather than focusing on the impossible goal of perpetual economic growth, we said. The degrowth approach moves us to more horizontal, shared ways of organizing our lives, rather than the typical hierarchical ways characterized by great differences of power. Yes, I think most importantly, degrowth moves us from organization driven by profit to organization driven by care for each other, which is obviously very radical, Jacques, (laughs) and for animals and for the natural world. That's what degrowth is really about even though activism and ideas around degrowth take a lot of different forms. When you start thinking about it, you see a myriad of ways in which values pop up in the media, in conversations, even in our private and personal reflections. For example, as we think back about how the day went, or why the boss had another one of those days, or why Jackie Lambie is right or wrong about unions and Setka, All that is somehow linked, but also runs alongside the dominant value base with which we think about and judge economic value and profit and cost. It also has to do with our judgments about those collecting and accumulating the most income and wealth in our society, and that those people somehow are also seen as having the most merit. Merit. So we somehow continue to believe that it's okay to living in this meritocracy, no matter how ill-gained the profits and wealth on which it rests. Well, yes, just think about the thefts and frauds perpetuated by our financial industry, which came out in the Royal Commission. 
Um, I suppose I shouldn't be amazed by the frequent hypocrisy of those in power, but I confess I'm always amazed when federal politicians launch multi-million dollar initiatives aimed at promoting respectful and careful behaviours and attitudes, like anti-bullying campaigns and initiatives to promote respectful treatment of women to address family violence. Politicians proudly announce these initiatives with no sense of irony at all, while acting like bully boys themselves in their treatment of their political opponents. And we can all see it. Yeah, exactly. During parliamentary debates or question time, it often feels as if the subject matter they pretend dealing with is not at all spoken spoken about. And while slinging matches about parliamentarians' previous behaviours, incidents, personal statements, and really violent and aggressive insults are being thrown about. They usually prefers their insults with Mr. Speaker, who is then being misused as a seemingly neutral go-between. It's ridiculous, really, if you think about it. If it weren't, for the amounts of money it all costs in salaries, and speaking again of values, if it weren't for the mockery it makes of the pretenses of being in and doing democracy, mm-hmm. it's the mockery rather than democracy, or it's even democracy. Democracy, thank you, Shark. Yeah, there have been lots of claims of bullying by politicians themselves, Mm. so it's Mm -hmm. not just um, us and the general populace saying it. Liberal MP for Chisholm, Julia Banks, she quit in 2018, largely because of bullying and intimidation of women in politics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And remember the inquiry into bullying claims in the office of then-Age Care Minister Ken Wyatt, Ten staff claimed they were scared to even be in their workplace. It was so toxic. The culture was so toxic. So should we then be surprised that aged care services are plagued with claims of bullying and violence and neglect of our older citizens? And since when and why have we started to call every institution or organisation or sector in which social or community or care work is happening an industry industry. anyway? Mm. Funny you should mention that, Jacques. In The Age on Wednesday this week, there was an article about Mm -hmm. this. Mm. The article was called The Future of Work is in Care. And Matt Wade argued that investment in care industries, and he does use the word industries, creates more jobs than in construction. And the argument, it's it's therefore better for the economy. He does argue this would be fairer for women, to give him Mm. his credit. But, of course, Mm -hmm. it's all premised on the misguided and impossible aspiration of perpetual economic growth and how we can keep this going. That's right. And on that note, we go to some music... But for reflection on this Country Lady Okay, that's, that's right Because we couldn't put the thing in hmm? By Ruby Hunter That's right Country yeah. Lady So far from home You are a
An LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities, discussing diverse and intersecting topics. On In Your Face on the last Friday of every month, or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR, funded by the City of Yarra. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about values. And the model of so-called care, of course, is yet again totally permeated by the profit motive and saturated with the ideology and associated value assumptions that the free market always does it best, whatever the so-called product is that is being produced and delivered to any type of market and its customers. We talked a lot about that in a few uh, uh, programs. We talked about NDIS, Mm -hmm. the privatization of uh, of care for people with disabilities. As we know, this applies across all areas of care, such as health care, education, mental health support, and so on. Apparently, the dollar is the holder and the arbiter of ultimate value, and the language we use derives entirely from that rather restrictive and rigid model of relating or of relationship. To go back to one of our ongoing themes in this program, as I said. Yes, and as you say, Jacques, to refute this, all we need to do is look at what's happening in the aged care industry, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that the private industry does everything best. Mm-hmm. With the bribe of, um, with the profit motive yep. driving it. Yes, exactly. Um, also the NDIS as it unfolds, which we've also talked about. And I'm also hearing stories about people living in SRSs, um, community residential units mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. with uh, disabilities, going to charities to get food because they're hungry. And mm-hmm. I know that for a fact is happening that they're not getting enough food. And there are emergency relief outlets mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. up food packages for people living yep. in privatised SRSs. Yeah, it's outrageous. And the neoliberalism and its comp- uh, competitive ethos, winning or being a, winner, being a winner, being the best, the richest, as long as it is a superlative, also represents a value of sorts. And our kids learn it very early in their younger years, driven by the culture in, the, in their families, in their playgroups, their schools and sports or other recreational endeavours. Sean Kelly, who was an advisor to form, a former Labour um, uh, Prime Minister Julia Gillard and to Kevin Rudd, mm-hmm. has it right when he said that a terrible culture has developed in politics whereby success justifies all, including taking huge donations that give disproportionate power to those with the deepest pockets. Indeed, our present Prime Minister has actually been heard to say that he wanted to win the election, whatever it takes. Mm. 
So, of course, Jacques, I know you agree. Um, we really need more public discussion and challenges mm-hmm. about the values being promoted by our so-called leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept a letter written to the age during the sandpapering of the cricket ball scandal in South Africa 18 months or so ago. It's, it just expresses it so well. The letter goes, Sadly, Cricket Australia's win-at-all-cost mentality doesn't sound all that different from the ethos of many other powerful Australian institutions, such as our banks, parliaments, corporations and share market. This is tragic and must be having a devastating Mm. impact impact on the soul of the nation. One would even wonder whether a soul can live and have Mm. a place in such toxicity. So, of course, this all highlights the widespread loss of confidence in society's institutions, which is largely held responsible for the rise of populism, which we've also talked about a few weeks ago. Understandably, a lot of people feel left behind as our common wealth is siphoned upward to fewer and fewer people and corporations. And that's not a viewpoint. That's a fact um, based in um, the evidence. Yeah, just calculations. That's right. A lot of people who feel left behind are attracted to the simplicity and certainty of populist leaders, along with the scapegoating of minorities and the Orwellian cultivation of lies. Remember, Trump said something to the effect that truth is what he says it is. Many of the cornerstone institutions we have grown up in and with, family, church, school, work, politics political and economic processes and structures, they are all in a constant state of disarray, if not collapse. The so-called safe haven of the family has become the most violent place in society. The churches or religious institutions are in a steady decline, not to speak about their decade-long hidden sexual predation, their links with terrorism, racism, far-right violence and intolerance. Schools are channels of privilege and disadvantage. Insecure and health-destroying workplaces and the lingering uncertainty about even getting a job whilst having to have, or having to have several jobs to make a living. The constant undermining of the welfare system meant to support those who fall out of the expected normal, independent and self-sufficient modes of living and surviving as done by politicians. Yeah, we are by by Sorry, a thousand cuts and pernicious trickery. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jacques, I was going to say we are going to get to a more optimistic note with all our doomsday pronouncements. But um, just to illustrate... Um, Sorry, Jacques, I'll let you continue. Mm. Well, the thing is that if you sort of look at what they call the Anglosphere, that means the US, the UK, Australia, the one seemingly unassailable political, economic and cultural power dominating the world is now in such obvious state of deterioration with a set of leaders no one with any sense of values and dignity and respect can bear to watch or listen to. ScoMo and Bojo and Trump, Trump, goodness me, talking about deterioration of our institutions. institutions. It's just horrid. So just to illustrate this further and to move on to a more optimistic point as well, in the US, Mm -hmm. a poll by NBC News and the Wall Street Journal, it's a poll that's been a lot like a longitudinal poll that's been conducted for years, but the latest poll found that values have been shifting dramatically across generations. So this is really interesting. In the past... The nuclear family, religion, 
and national pride were all rated as highly important. The family, religion and national pride were central values around which people organised their lives and, more or less, were able to survive the occasional hiccups life came up with. And interestingly, these institutions, family, church, nation and their associated value sets are all to do with relationality, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the network of relations that we all live within and cannot be without mm-hmm. and cannot live without mm-hmm. they're all to do with the sense of social identity and being part of a co- collectivity at present as revealed by the US poll younger people aged 18 to 38 are much less likely to rate values associated with these institutions as important compared to that same group 21 years ago mm. and we'll be telling you a bit more about that poll in a moment. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code and follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR funded by the City of Yarra. 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about values and changing values. So continuing our discussion of uh, the, the, the values in the United States and the poll taken by NBC News and Wall Street Journal about what people value, interestingly, rather than finding refuge in self-centeredness and self-destructive despair, which would be what one would expect, a sizable proportion of these 18 to 38-year-olds, let's call them young adults, they do feel disenchanted and left behind, much like all the working-class males who voted for Trump and Morrison and Brexit. On the other hand, these value, they value community involvement and are more likely than any other groups to prize tolerance for others. Or than all older groups, too. That's right. So as argued by The Atlantic in the September issue where we're talking about and where we found this article, this is not the picture of a generation that has fallen into hopelessness, but rather a group that is focused on building solidarity with other victims of economic and social justice, for example... So you could say they've fallen into hope. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Black Lives Matter, Me Too, Medicare for All, ecological movements and alternative activities and associations. So that is certainly Mm. good news. But that, of course, remains hidden from the public. There's a large level layer of young people who seem to be busy reorienting themselves to more communal values and the practices and relationships associated with those, and that in spite of media, and particularly social media, who do actually the opposite. This has obviously not been published by the conservative press and the media, and even not by the more serious media channels. But in the alternative news channels including 3CR Mm -hmm. uh, and and other social media, there's a very busy and interesting and encouraging multitude of alternative and creative ways of being relationally and and live with meaning and values. Mm. Yes, and of course, as you say, um, these would include many young 3CR listeners, Mm -hmm. programs and activists. 
and um, we certainly need to support and encourage this and of course it also highlights the importance of 3CR and the work and mm-hmm. the work that mm-hmm. it's doing for people at a grassroots level in the community. Exactly. For those of us who will, for example, demonstrating in a couple of hours with the millions of others, especially schooling, schoolies and other young people in Melbourne and across the world, really, for a safe climate action and, and uh, safe climate politics, this will be music for our ears. We are convinced that something important and alternative is again stirring amongst people. And it is one of the purposes of Think Again to bring you news and information about these emerging movements and initiatives. And the good thing about this afternoon is really that we older people will now stand on the shoulders of the young ones, as it says in mm. the saying, you know, that we should st- st- stand on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> in this case, I think we are standing on the shoulders of mm. the young ones yeah. and then can walk alongside with them mm. to have a common voice. So it is indeed time for all of us to believe that the light at the end of the tunnel mm. is actually getting closer somewhat and that it is worth increasing our speed to get to that light yes. before it gets turned off properly. That's right. Thank you, Jacques. Mm-hmm. So, Jacques, would you like to tell us a little bit about what's mm-hmm. happening with yep. Borderlands? Yes, we are now very, very close. A couple of weeks where we will be moving to uh, Footscray. Uh, we will be plonked in the middle of Footscray and really accessible for visitors and all of that. And we really are, we can't wait, actually, to start taking up all of the relationships with lots of groups there, local groups, with Vic Uni, with uh, the Footscray uh, uh, Green Community Arts Centre, There's a, the uh, Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. They're all sort of like waiting for us to come so that mm. we engage in, in creative partnerships. We, Borderlands cannot live, really, without a relational energy. We have been around for 22 years, and that was really what kept us going. Mm. The money never was really the purpose for us, and we just lived the precarious life, and we still do, but uh, we do need the relational energy to exist, mm. and also to give an example of how one can survive mm. without a lot of money, mm. but with lots of relational energy and partnership and friendship and care for one another. Mm. And all the, I suppose, there's a strength in the collaborations with all the expertise mm-hmm. of the different groups come because exactly. different groups are focusing on different areas. They do, they do. And there's strength. And that mm-hmm. was a lot, that's a, what, a lot of what underpins the degrowth mm-hmm. movement. As well, yeah. 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 You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.